Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Odds, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome back to Out of Oz, a Building 28 church podcast where we address the extraterrestrials of Christian day culture. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> With courage, <laughs> conviction, and compassion? And science? And science. And conspiracy? Skepticism. And yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Danny Van. I'm hosting again. I know. Sorry. Everyone's expecting Peter and they keep finding me. So Peter would have been awesome on this episode. I mean, you'll be awesome too, but Peter just be like, y'all are all idiots. Like, I can't believe y'all believe in this. I can can put that on. You're a great host. I can hate you guys. Oh, (laughs) Peter never hates us. (laughs) All right. So this is where we're at today. We're talking about aliens. The extraterrestrials. A supernatural phenomenon has lingered in the minds of Americans for years. Aliens. This inexplicable happening has been reignited at different points due to new findings or leaked footage of UFOs. History.com has an interactive map where you can explore possible UFO sightings. And at one point, the U.S. government launched a systematic study, Project Blue Book, where they spent time and resources researching the various question at hand today. As Christians, we may grapple with this question differently due to the nature of salvation and our belief that God created all things. But today we ask the question, I don't know what the question even really is. Do you believe in aliens? Is it okay for Christians? Does that change redemption? Like, does that alter anything for us if aliens are out there? Mm. Actually, to join us on the podcast, I do have superpowers. And he is super stoked for this. And hey, um, as an extraterrestrial himself. Yes, it's good to be like here. Superman. Oh, don't tell anybody. Yeah. And then I also oh, have my brother, Nate, who has studied these resources extensively. The resident expert. The, the expert on the pod today. <laughs> and uh, we're just talking to him. Like, this is, should hopefully, after a heavy week, be a... Interesting, fun podcast. Good words. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> Precarious. And we have Danny. Curious. Yeah. Who's going to help us with all of this too. So go for it. Okay. So the first question we do on every podcast, why are we having this episode? Are we curious? Are people asking us? Mm. It's, it's one of those. We're just trying to be silly? It's this one, could be the most important thing we ever talk about. <laughs> I agree. I'm going to make that the clip. <laughs> <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> The issue on which it's all stands or the falls. Church, the church right rises now. or falls on the alien discussion. Look, in all seriousness, <laughs> it was just last month in Collective that we had somebody ask this question. And it is, once again, a question that we're getting. We're at the point in our history on the on the podcast where we're addressing your questions. And so you're welcome to submit them and we'll talk through them. But it's a question people have. And I think it's also a question of, you know, it's a legitimate question of what if there is other life out there. Even if we believe, which we do, that God created all that life, does it change anything for us as Christians, the redemptive saga, whatever? So, hey, we're talking about it. It's also just enjoyable. It's good. It's intriguing. Who knows where this will go? That's why we're having this discussion. The truth is out there. Because (laughs) the church stands or falls. It does. This This one doctrine. Justification and aliens. Yeah. No. That's it. Just aliens. Aliens justification. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, the justification of aliens. That's so right. so did, did we answer your question? Why are we having this? Yeah, people I, are asking. I did while y'all were over there talking about oh, Nate's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else likes to ask. Can we just talk about the fact that Aaron invites me to be on all the really weird or controversial episodes <laughs> of Out of Us? Hey, let's Marijuana, be honest, all aliens. them are controversial. Dude, I was going to say, I don't study this Should stuff, so I'm like, I'm like, right? who back, studies this back. that I know? Oh, my brother studies this. So, <laughs> no, thanks for being on them, man. You, you yeah. actually have studied it a lot. Yeah, I've studied it a lot. I've gone down the rabbit hole. So, I don't know if studied is the right word or explored. Explored. Which is why don't you save it and you just gonna wham some people. You're gonna whack some people with your knowledge here in a little bit. <laughs> I wanna yeah. be whacked. So. Okay, first question. <laughs> How do we define alien? Any life outside of Earth? Any human like life? Like do they have to have Nate, how as an expert in this field, how do you define alien life? To me, I would define alien life as any living organism outside of this this planet. So even like if people want to talk about alien life. Like as close as the moon. As close as the moon. It as could far be. away as what used to be Pluto. Right. Or even outside of our galaxy. Mm, okay. You know, it could be Adam, a you tiny know they little found other stuff other than our solar system, nope. right? Okay. No. Okay. Really? Sure. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be little green men with pointy ears. You know, yeah. it could be like a microorganism on another yeah. planet. That, that's germ. when I say I believe. Yeah. In alien life, it could be things as simple as that. So you're just defining it as life, period, not necessarily intelligent life? Right, correct. Okay. But what does that even mean? Like microscopic level. Yeah. Like, like microscopic mitochondria in another galaxy. Is because there are people that believe forms. that that doesn't even exist. Like okay. no living organisms exist outside. outside or, that, or they have traditionally people yeah. have, some people have believed okay. that. Yeah. Hasn't that I, been disproven though? Haven't we found? Recently, yeah. Yeah. I think from like a layman's perspective, not an expert over here, I would say, generally speaking, when people ask about aliens, even though true, it's any life, they're typically asking mm -hmm. about kind of that intelligent life form that is akin to, in some way, humanity. Right. That's kind of moving around like a world of the mm -hmm. worlds thing. Right. You guys were all talking about these sci-fi movies before, and I have seen none of them and read none of them. I did read The Martian this year. Interesting. Mm. Um, but... I think that's what that's what most people are tuning in for. They don't right. care if there's like a plant on <laughs> Venus that you know is the Venus Fletcher. You know, uh, typically, <laughs> that's where it got named. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, that's where it came from, folks. Um, well, they're, we they're, do know why Mars is uninhabited because Chuck Norris was once there. Oh my right? gosh! Okay, who's an alien? Okay, go ahead. So, here, here we man, go. we are we are down the quickly, quickly spiraling here, like the galaxy. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. What like? <laughs> <laughs> Where do, where, from here. Um, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Proof. Let's go with proof. Like, is mm. I'm just looking at Nate. Well, let's back up because I, you know, if you're going to ask about extraterrestrial life or do I believe in aliens and all those sorts of things, I think you could come at it from two different perspectives. One, you asking me as like a Christian and as a believer, I would say I don't know. I have no idea, but I believe that there's the possibility. You know, I'm not completely closed off. But asking me as a curious, adventure-seeking conspiracy theorist, absolutely, hundred percent, I believe in extraterrestrial and aliens. So, like, 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 similar to a human life form of sort, even more, way more advanced than the human life form. Okay, interesting. Oh. Right. We are primitive compared. Can to you give us a couple okay. reasons? I'm, I know there's just like bucket loads of info. In '97, I was abducted. Okay. <laughs> That was by Bill Gothard's agency, <laughs> not not aliens. <laughs> no, um, I mean, 
how far do we want to go into this? <laughs> I, I, I think people are tuning in to hear. Yeah. So I, I need my taped glasses and my, <laughs> I mean, there's been talk, you know, of extraterrestrial life for, you know, 50, 60 years, even longer. I mean, there's people that are, you know, without going into too much into it. I mean, there's people that worked for the government, worked for NASA, worked for specific agencies over 50 years ago that claimed that the U.S. government had extraterrestrial life and they were hiding it. They were suppressing it. They were they were running research and running Which is experiments. Because the government that, doesn't hide anything from of us. Of course not. Yeah, of course. The government loves um, us. Speaking exactly. of like the, the Roswell incident, Area the Roswell 51, incident. Yep. popular yep. things like this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Wait. Yeah. What's the Roswell <laughs> Incident. Danny's asking the question that I wanted so, to ask, but I didn't want and to. And our listeners, too. Ro- Roswell, New Mexico is a yeah. small town in, in eastern New Mexico, and there's been more UFO sightings in that area over the last 60 to 80 years than any other place in the U.S. Mm. And supposedly a couple of really big sightings and landings. Um, so that's where Roswell pops up. And then Area 51 is in Nevada. And it's a secret government facility where they've done research like on nuclear testing and, and other things. But there's a lot of speculation that in within Area 51, within the confines of that, they are hiding some sort of extraterrestrial beings, spacecraft, spacecraft technology. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of things. And that's mm-hmm. become more and more prominent to where even last year you had, I don't know how many people, I think it was several hundred people, if not more, that stormed Area 51. Did you hear about that? Yeah. People were gathering in camping yeah. house. They wanted to know the truth. Defenses. And they were going to storm it. And then the government came out and said that anyone that did would be shot and, you know, that there would be no breach of Area 51. It's highly secretive. But we've seen, like, you know, the popular caricatures of these things in, like, the Men in Black movies, Independence Day, uh, The X-Files, Interstellar, things like this, Contact. All the movies Aaron hasn't seen. All these I have no idea what you're talking about. Knows about. What was the other one that he we watched? Thinking? The X-Files back in the day. Yeah, The X-Files. Yeah. That was good. That was good. But all these have popular caricatures of these things. And it is ironic to me. Signs. Signs. Yeah. Ooh, crazy movie. It It is ironic to me that a lot of similar things show up in all of these things. So either all of them are lying or there is some bit of truth to this. Yeah. Like it's origin. Which is, which is where you kind of get hooked on these things. And you're like, well, what is behind all these similar stories? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's the question, you know, and I know there's a lot of people that are super skeptical and, you know, they describe themselves as, you know, realist and all these things that would just at best make fun of anyone who believed in even the possibility of extraterrestrial life. I've met plenty of those folks. But I think if you look at it super open minded, you do the research, you read the reports, you read the books. You watch the interviews with some of these people that have worked for NASA or Department of Defense or the military. There's something there. Mm. You know, what it is can be debated, how intelligent, you know, all those types of things. But I, I think you have to if you if you really dive in, you really look at everything. I have to have to think you believe in at least the possibility of advanced life forms beyond this this world. That's me. Okay. So then I guess we should transition to like how that is implicated in Christianity, right? Yes. Yeah. We need to make the transition. So if there's extraterrestrial life, it's not like, you know, we don't believe in macroevolution. We don't believe that it just like something happened, right? There's extraterrestrial life that had to have been created. Right. So is there another creation story? Why isn't, why aren't aliens mentioned in the Bible? 
I would say this to add to what Nate's saying. I would go beyond. I said this in collective. And I think people were like bewildered, upset, lost their faith or something. I don't know. But I said that I don't think it's just possible. I think it's probable. There's something else. With, with all that we've learned in this, the last 200 years of scientific advancement, and clearly, I mean, we used to believe that everything rotated around, and some people still do believe. Flat that, Earth. Yeah, that everything rotates around this. But um, we used to believe that, that everything rotated around the Earth, that we were it in the universe. And now we've just realized over the last 75 years, all the things we were, which actually scripture attests to a lot of the things, and we just refuse to believe it. Right. But that we're, we're not the center of everything. There's a lot more out there. And so while there might not be in our solar system more life, there might be. Uh, intelligent life to believe with all of the, I mean, hundreds of millions of galaxies out there um, with billions and billions of stars. And yet there's nothing else I think could be like close-minded of us. So I think it's probable there is something else out there. At the same time, creation, God doesn't lie, creation, all of creation, our world, our solar system, our star and our solar system, all the galaxies serve as the backdrop of the redemptive narrative. Like that's what they serve for. And there's only one redemptive narrative. Like so all of creation. Or is that, that one narrative being played out in other contexts like Paralandra? Yeah. No, no. I, Lewis's I, space trilogy. Yeah. yeah I mm. mean, so Lewis wrote a space trilogy. What a concept. Right here behind me. Uh, read it this year. Out of the Silent Planet was phenomenal. And when I was reading, I was like, this is not phenomenal. And like a month after I finished, I was like, I know you okay. think about it. Yeah, like it grows. Yeah, like, and then Paralandra, uh, and of course, the city of strength. But those first two, especially, are kind of working through this idea of creation, fall, redemption, new creation. Mm -hmm. And even Par Paralandra, creation, fall never happens. Yeah. What does that look like? Thought experiment. Yeah. So that is extremely speculative. Right. It would be the same God overall. Yeah. Um, what we need to know, God has given us in his word, which is a lot. And what we need to know is that creation for us serves as the magnificent backdrop, broken as it is by sin, of the redemption story. That's what it is. And so while there might be, might be, I, I think I'm more reticent to say there's other salvific plans and stories in yeah, no other, way. In other no galaxies way. or whatever. Uh, more recent than saying it's probable there's life out there. The same God has fashioned all of it. The same God controls all of it, sustains all of it by the word of his power, all of creation, not just our planet. And that all of the beauty and all the brokenness we see sets the drama for the unfolding of the cross, which not only saves us, but restores to new creation at the end. So that's, so do that's you it. Think Thanks for tuning in today. Um, <laughs> Bye. Um, you said you're more reticent to say there's more salvific plans. And, but you also say it's probable that there's life. Do you think that the life could be almost like angel and demon? Yes, 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 yes. I was, I was going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Theologically, we got to go there. If we're going to define it like, like Nate does, which is yeah. a good way to see it, then it, it is true. There are aliens in existence. God is not from where we are. Jesus is not from Jesus is the greatest extraterrestrial. Here. He yes. came into our world. Better Angels and demons all exist in a an existence 
that was once first apart from us, but that now is intricately involved with us. Can we talk Superman for a second? Talk. Well, because Superman was named Kal-El. Mm-hmm. His, his father was Jor-El. Mm-hmm. It was patterned to be a god from another world. Coming in to save. Coming in right. with power to sacrificially and lovingly save. An alien that story. That comes from Elohim. Like that. Mirrored on the gospel. And, and Who was so, concealed oh, as a yeah. man and raised by a yes, human raised family. By, yeah. Raised by adoptive right. parents to rescue and to save from catastrophe. But the difference there, though, you, you, you even said it, concealed as a man. Jesus really was man, right? Yes. Right. Superman right. is not technically without Without sin. Right. And human. so, yes, so what we're saying is, that is Superman. Love Superman. He's far inferior to Batman, but love who, who is the best Superman? Um, we're not even going to go there. Jesus, Jesus is the best Superman because he's the legit Superman who, who was sent eternal God. And I mean nothing trite by this or, or haphazard or disrespectful. God, eternal God outside of time invades the chaos mm-hmm. and the cosmos. And infects with a good infection. So the way I would see redemption mm-hmm. is if all of creation is groaning mm-hmm. and the true Superman entered the story raised by adoptive parents. I mean, Mary was his physical mother, but raised and redeems from the brokenness. Then what he does is he not only saves us, we've individualized Christianity a lot. In our oh, day, yeah, wrongfully so. Like, it's all like, oh, what he did yeah. for me. And that's true. It is right. an individual thing, but it's a collective thing and it's a cosmic, galactic thing. That's why I say I'm reticent to say other redemptive or salvific plans yeah. because what Jesus accomplished on the cross and his resurrection is not only for us, but will restore all creation, not just our planet. I believe all creation to its proper order that he spoke. And I believe the word of his mouth that he spoke is still rippling. Like his word is still going forward, meaning that we understand the universe continues to expand at a speed faster than the speed of light. Like that's not only continue to expand, but reverberating still in where it has already spoken. Exactly. And so, Hmm. and yet the curse, the the curse has reverberated as well. well. But which one's stronger? well, it's played out on grace. a cosmic it's, scale, on a, on a galactic scale. So the yeah. sun, like, so you would you would understand. Okay, this is this is like nerd now, and I'm not even into this stuff. But like, you would understand the sun. You will be the sun is is winding down, right? However many thousands of years we have left, the sun will burn out. Sure. They're saying. Um, will we know well, when it does? Though it takes well, so we long. Won't, for we won't be around, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, but or will, or will uh, your, your children won't be around. Hopefully not, because mm. that's what holds us here too. And gives us pretty much everything. Wow, but wow, anyway, wow, 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 wow. I, I I am disintegrating. My whole point is, you look you look at the Hubble telescope and you see where galaxies are colliding, and that collision is birthing beauty, but it's also birthing catastrophe. And my theological persuasion is that just like we have accident and cancer and death here on our planet, that the sun most likely, when God said, "Let there be light." And there are lights and there's lesser lights to rule the night and more light to rule the day. That that was good. All that was good. And so it was not burning out. That the fall of humanity broke not only our planet, but broke the cosmos as it's supposed Mm. to be. So God said, do this and live. And we were the stewards for all of creation. And we violated his command and broke this. And a divine invasion occurred to rectify for all creation what we broke. Biblically, we could back this up just with John 3, 16, the word that John uses for world, cosmos. for God so loved yeah. the cosmos, right? So th- this is where we get the word. And it so then therefore, it is very easy theologically to say the gospel is cosmic in scope. 
absolutely. And so that's why that's all that to say, while I think there might be other life out there, I would lean heavily toward what Jesus did here on this planet on the cross as the greatest extraterrestrial invading this story, his story, invading and setting his feet down here on earth has rectified across all creation, the brokenness that exists, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't think there doesn't need at all to be another. I don't think there is another salvific story. And I might get to heaven and be like, and God's like, no, I was doing something on Paralandra or I was doing, you know, and y'all didn't have, and I'll be fine with that. I'll be cool. But I think what scripture clearly seems to indicate to us is that the broken creation is the beauty and broken creation is the backdrop. All of it, um, all the galaxies we don't know, all the universe we can't see, all of it is the backdrop of this one redemptive story of God invading and setting things right. So also, though, I want to bring up, hey, just just for oh, fun, for kicks and giggles. Yeah, oh, yeah, Nate, go. go well, no, it. I was going to say, you know, these are some of Nate's thoughts late at night sitting alone in the dark. If Sounds God like a fun movie. Has been, if God has been forever, <laughs> he's always been. Since. Since. Yeah. Since, yeah. Not if. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. Since, didn't I say since? You said that. Hey, in the New Testament, it's the same Greek word. So y'all are saying oh the same my thing. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> if since <laughs> true. God has been for forever from time past. And he one day just decided to create a world with humankind. And that was only six to ten thousand, or if you're an old earth, a million, ten million, whatever. Millions and billions of years before that, there was nothing. There was well, there wasn't heaven. such thing as years before that, though. There was no. I'm, I'm using our, our yeah. what we understand as time. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. If it's always been, is there not the possibility that he did this before? There is. When we say God decides, you know, even that's you know, that's human flawed terminology for it. God doesn't like conjure up an idea. He's not like like when he said, "Let's make man in our image." It wasn't like Eureka. I just had a thought. Let's make man our image. That had always been the plan from eternity past. No days, no years, no no time. Eternity past. And so what you're saying is there could have also been as part of his galactic plan that as we would understand it, though it's not 4.5 billion years ago or trillions of years ago, because that's outside of time. Time is a our creation. Eternity yeah. past. Eternity past, which is endless that something happened. Sure, that's speculative completely. Sure. But I think it's a I think it's a legitimate question to ask. You know, could there be something else that happened that's still ongoing? What if something else out there uncontaminated by sin, if the idea was immortality when this was created, that we and creation would live forever and sin broke that, what if, according to the Lewis Paralandra thought, what would have ha- what would have happened to the world? Billions of years from now, if sin had never entered it. Exactly. You know? The garden would have just expanded. The garden would have just expanded. And the whole earth and would beauty, have been the garden. Beauty. Yeah. It would yeah. have been, it'd been awesome. If and if the gar- if Eden was the first temple, Leonardo DiCaprio would have never made bad movies. Like, it'd just be amazing. Like, it'd be <laughs> awesome. You know, it'd just be incredible. If Eden was the first temple and the garden was the first holy of holies, then that would have just continued to expand as Adam is obedient and is called to spread the image of God and to the ends of the earth. Wonderful thought. But also, we talked about this on our Pain and Suffering podcast, and I think it's phenomenal as well. And this is why I don't think God directly causes, because we talked about author of sin on a previous podcast, but I don't think God directly causes. I won't get into that today, because <laughs> Nate, Nate is one of those that I talk about this with. But but he certainly allows and ordains in that allowance mm-hmm. of stuff. Were it not for sin and the brokenness of the cosmos, we would not understand justice. Like We just wouldn't get it. We wouldn't right. understand goodness. You can't right. understand goodness without the converse of it. Like you could live in it perpetually, 
You can't understand mercy if there's not judgment. You can't understand justice if there's not injustice. So all that brokenness to the cosmos, to our earth, to humanity shows us the beauty of what we're being redeemed from and to, Mm. which is incredibly powerful and is clearly part of God's plan here, which is what we fixate on, not his potential plans in eternity past, which is cool to think about, but we just don't know, and not his plan right even now as we understand time and the layering of time and the alternate realities and everything else that could exist and might exist. The parallel universes. Yes. I, you know, so, so there's sure. four of us somewhere else having the same chat. We're, right probably, we're probably doing a podcast on like bad Leonardo DiCaprio movies. Or good ones in that one. Or good ones. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We're, we, are, we are digressing, but it's interesting. It is honestly interesting to talk about. <laughs> so we do. Because what, what, we, what we've done is we've domesticated God. What we've made him something that we can understand. Mm. And we do that from his word in a good way where we tr- we're trying to disseminate this theological information that he's given us about himself so we can understand him. And even that, with just the word, we struggle and we get confused. And we, what we fail to understand is that all the information in Scripture is not all the information about God. Right. right. Like there's so but that much what we have more. in Scripture does not contradict Absolutely. the moreness. Absolutely, 100%. To God, it's, right. And it's what he wanted us to have about right. him, right. ultimately. Right, 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 right. But there's so much more there mm-hmm. that would honestly, in our, in our finite state, and fallen state would just be so mind blowing that we would we wouldn't even be able to grasp it if he did. Like people were always like, "I wish God had given us more." And I'm like, "You don't even grasp what he did give us." You know, like right. But but there is so much more to like talk about and to explore with him being the creator and sustainer of all of this and the redeemer of all of creation. Mm-hmm. So, what I want to talk about for kicks and giggles, and sorry if you have other questions, please. Is yeah, I, want to I also think they... there's other biblical proof. I think in Genesis six. Yep. Well, here we go. Go for it. Where the sons of God, the sons of God came down to have sex with the daughters of men and produce offspring. And then the Philem are mentioned there in the passage and all that. The ancestors of of Goliath. The Anakim. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? I mean, like, okay, I know we're, we're moving from purely scientific or speculative scientific realm into like a theological realm, but do you have thought, is that, is that kind of corroborate with your views of other life being there? I always thought of the the uh, sons of God being angels, angelic mm-hmm. beings, and then you know the daughters. Which, obviously. when they come here and take on human form, are extraterrestrial. Right, in yeah. one sense of the word, yeah, because they're from another. What I mean by this is there's been this hard line dichotomy drawn. I'm not saying that all extraterrestrials are demonic or angelic, but there's been this hard line drawn between like I remember that movie. I did see a movie. I did see a movie. What? It was called The Fourth Kind. Did y'all see that? Yeah. And it was on alien abduction. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm sitting there watching, I'm they like, they make you believe it's a real documentary. They make you think it's a real documentary of this woman being abducted. And the whole time I'm sitting there oh, thinking it's, it's thinking it's real. Oh, wow. And I'm going, this isn't aliens. This is demons. The whole thing seems like demon oppression uh, and possession ooh. and frightening. And I'm like, Genesis six. And now I'm kind of like, what, what if, what if that dichotomy has been false this whole time? What if demons taking on human form or or invading human form, or whatever, and, and angelic beings hosting angels unaware type thing, you know, like what scripture talking about. First Peter. That's alien. That's extraterrestrial. That's coming into and invading yeah. this planet. So there's only three interpretations of Genesis 6 with the sons of God there. And I think the other two are really outlandish and ridiculous. I think. What are the it, other two? I, I don't. They're oh, not man. all outlandish and ridiculous. A lot of our I reformed heroes hold them. Yeah. Like, give, give the three. 
Give the three. Oh, geez. I don't even remember them. One is like legends. They're like legends of ancient history sure. past or sure. stuff that like came down. Um, the other is uh, the, oh, the, the, descend- the descendants of Seth is the other one, I think, yeah. where it's the descendants of basically like distant, distant third cousins removed by that point in history. But what's interesting to me textually is that phrase, sons of God, is only mentioned six times in the Old Testament. So you have one is in Daniel 3. When a mm-hmm. form of the fourth is like a son of the gods or a son of God. Um, the others, every single time, clearly without argument, are talking about angelic beings. Ezekiel is like, called the son of yes, God. Yes. Yeah. So there's six references in the Old Testament. Psalm 86. All the rest of them are angels. The sons of God. They're Jones. always angelic beings. Yeah. And so what we have there is angels coming. Well, there's either, the third option. Angels. Oh, Yes, that's the third option. Right. Yes, Angel, which is the only one that Clarify. makes sense to me is what I'm saying. That's the only yeah. one that makes sense because of the other mm. passage of Scripture. Yeah, and I get there's difference of opinion. I'm not going to be like ardent and strident on that, but it's the only one that makes sense to me. So if that's true, what we have is angels either coming in human form or taking on human form to actually have sex and procreate. I mean, I guess angels, demons, like they're all kind of cut from the same cloth, um, but, but to procreate with humanity. And so we have I think a pretty clear biblical reference in Genesis 6 of at least life form outside of Jesus himself, which is another clear, as we've said, life form coming into this planet that we would call alien. That that would have been alien by the definition. And so I think there's evidence just in our short period of human history, even in scripture, of this very thing happening and being. Which... Theologically is wonderfully true. I, I think that that the that the question as it comes from the listener here, why we're asking and why we brought Dr. Curran on here is we're talking about Marvin the Martian, right? Mm. So how does that mesh? But, but what I'm saying is we it doesn't they don't have to have like three fingers and yeah. well, right, talk in an electronic the, voice. <laughs> what I'm what I'm saying is any invasion from the outside, even if they take on human form, even if they look similar to human form, even if they come in some type of human form. Yeah. It seems like scripture indicates and science and history indicates that this is probable, like that this kind of thing is probable, that it's happened, that it's happening, and not in like a spooky, hokey way, but like at the same time that there's there's something going on in other dimensions, spiritual dimensions. I mean, we have the forces at work, the principalities and powers at work. There's another another dimension there. Invisible to us. Yes, that you would say is cosmic and yet invade and work here. So mm-hmm. all yeah. I'm saying is there seems to be very strong probability or if not absolution that there's some forms. Of, I mean, we see it in Jesus, like we said, we see it in Genesis 6 and we see it in history and science. So, but all that to say, I don't think it alters where we stand as like Christians at all. As a matter of no. fact, I think it just further substantiate, substantiates where we stand as Christians. Sure. So. Could Elon Musk be an alien? There's a lot of those rumors going around. That's a very interesting conversation too, like the whole angels unaware thing, but that's for another time. I just don't think we need to make like a hard line (laughs) distinction between like angelic principality powers, demons, and alien. It could be both. There could be a convergence of all that. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, coming into this podcast, I didn't really believe in aliens. Sorry. (laughs) Uh We have a convert. We can have a conversation. Dr. Curran, you have converted one. No, but it's like, but like you were talking about like the some Christians are just like so like hard against it but it's like if you're a Christian and you believe in angels and demons like the the segue the mm-hmm. pipeline is not that 
far off. It's not that far fetched <laughs> at yeah. all. I agree. Looking at it that way, you could you could kind of lump all that into one category as an extraterrestrial, just being a being from any other world. But the way I've always differentiated is there's the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. which would be the angels, demons, and then there's a physical or metaphysical realm, which could be extraterrestrials or interdimensionals. So I differentiate my mind between those two things. Do you, yeah, and, do you and see I, an overlap there between the two? Like I'm thinking Venn, Venn diagram thing. There like could the be. I could see, and Aaron, you may have touched on this. I could see certainly see demons posing as quote unquote aliens or extraterrestrials to for whatever their purpose mm. might be. To confuse people, to scare people, yeah. to Do you think some of the alien activity that like you've researched and stuff could actually just be it could spiritual warfare I mean, like I think I think it's good to have like I know like the final question is how do we respond to this I just think it's good to like not be so closed off to everything and in the sense of we know what the absolutes of scripture are we know what the, the claims of faith are we believe them ardently but then to say you know I got friends like really good friends in our home group even who are like oh like there's no demonic activity anymore there's no you mm. know angelic activity anymore like really they, all that and I think that that's a weird and even dangerous position to take or to take there's no alien activity there's no there's nothing that i can't understand that's a very one we talked about a very post-enlightenment yeah. view mm-hmm. of i have to have everything figured out naturalistic and like, world and i'm not saying that we shouldn't like endeavor for that and and the the friends who believe this are like some of my close friends and i love them and i actually appreciate their intelligence argumentation around this stuff it's we're arguing this we're discussing it, we're chopping it up and we don't know at the end of the day fully but I think to keep our minds open to, we have a supernatural faith. Yeah, we, we do. have a supernatural extraterrestrial galactic faith. Like, that let's not bend over backwards to naturalize everything. Let's not. We're not. Mm, we're right? actually going through a sermon series right now, and one uh, where it's like what Christians are not, and one mm-hmm. of them is coming up. I think in two or three weeks is we are not naturalists. Yeah, everything is not naturally explained for us. Mm-hmm. Like we have to hold things in tension and say there's things we don't understand, and that's been the intelligent view of scientists and philosophers. For thousands of years, it's only yeah. been the last 250 that this stupid view of, I have to have everything figured out mm-hmm. and stupid it has to make sense word. to me and it has After to be that. natural and it has to be hardline scientific, which science isn't even hardline. Like science is very yeah. ambiguous at times and vague. So I'm going, you know, I think that- Just follow the science though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag um, science. A classic example of it. But I, I think that, <laughs> I do think that it's important for us to not dismiss and write things off because there is a lot of cosmic activity going on. There is a lot of demonic activity going on. Um, there is a lot of masquerading. There is a lot, of, actually I said to uh, our interns yesterday, we were coming back from Tampa, our music girls. And I was like, we are talking about demonic possession. And I was like, Hitler was probably talking about Hitler. And I was like, Hitler was probably demon possessed. But I also think there could be where demons, t- instead of invading another or possessing another human, like they could take on human form. It seems like that takes place in scripture. Like, If um, demons are angels, which they are, they're fallen or, angels, yeah, and right. the Bible and makes angels, it clear that angels, angels can- Not only in- invade or possess, but they take on mm. a manifestation. And that is this invasion that we're talking about. And at the same time, God is sovereign over all of that, completely sovereign over all that. Not Nothing's running around. Not one molecule is running around free. Is that Calvin who said that? Not one molecule? R.C. Oh, RC. RC's pro. Calvin Prey, no model. There are no work. rogue atoms. <laughs> yeah. 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 But he, anyway, he, he doesn't have that, have to have those words. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, would, it would have been French. So um, anyway, that's kind of where we are. Do we have any other questions to talk about? Uh, to answer the question, Val Kilmer was the best Batman, I think. <laughs> oh, he was terrible. Mm. No. Best. I'm going to go Christian Bale's best Batman. I thought, uh, I thought he was, but I really like Michael he's so Keaton modern. too. 
Wait, Batman. Going with the original. I thought you asked Superman. Best well, we were yeah, talking you did Superman, say Superman. No, he so. said Batman. I'm going to say Christopher Reeves. Who's the best? Hey, rewind the tape. I think it was Superman. It was Superman. Superman. Oh. Sorry, Powers. Sorry, Superpowers. Sorry, Sorry, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Listening is not one of his superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We're pastors. We don't listen. We talk. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain indifferent on who was the best Batman and Superman because I don't really care. But uh, thanks for tuning in today. That was it was so we could go way deeper into the rabbit hole with UFOs and extraterrestrials. Could you send us tune into my deeper? new podcast? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Nate Curran Na- Nate Curran unplug cosmic style. <laughs> um, but thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we've enlightened or shed some light on something here. And um, hey, may- maybe not. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe we've not. done something. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. That was thanks fun. For, Nate, thanks for coming on, man. Add thanks, this. Nate. Add this to your. What's it called? Portfolio. Repertoire. Repertoire. Portfolio. Shout me on for the next weird or controversial <laughs> subject. <laughs> All right. Until next time, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Out of Odds. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. Out of Odds is produced by Building 28 Church and Podcast Royale. You can find out more about the show and Building 28 by visiting outofozpodcast.com. New episodes drop every Monday, and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.